Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. that are here today, how many ever attended youth camp? Raise your hand. Did you attend? All right. There you go. Amen. I, I, uh, I never made it there. I know I missed out on some good times. Not coming through, he says. Can you all hear me? Hey. A little bit? There we go. All right. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. All right, we're going to call your attention to the book of Luke, chapter number 21. And we're going to read verses 25 through 28. Good to see you. All of you here today, amen. Some we haven't seen in a while, so it's good to have you back with us. All right, Luke chapter 21, and if they could cut those lights down a little bit. Seems like they got too many lights on. All right, here we go. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. And I would like to speak to you this morning on the thought, time to start looking up. Amen. Time to start looking up. And I wonder if you would, if you would just lift your hearts with me for a moment. Amen. And ask the Lord to be with us here. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we are so very thankful for the assembly, God, that you have brought together here this morning. Lord Jesus, you know our hearts. You know everything about us. We know, God, that we are here because, Lord, that you love us and that you have called us to a time and to a place as of right now. We're praying this morning that you would help us. Let us be encouraged Help us to continue to look up because we know, Lord, the soonest of your coming draweth nigh. Minister to us here today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Book of 2 Kings. How many of you love reading about all the kings of Israel? Amen. Kings and, uh, and Chronicles, they, uh, they give us some great insight as to how, really how far people can, can go, especially people in power. In 2 Kings 6.26, you could go there and you could read it, and I'm not going to cover the story, but I'm just going to... Uh, I'm just going to tell you the words that are written here. But it records the words of a desperate mother of Israel crying out for help. 
There was a severe famine in the land of Israel. I'm not going to go into the complete uh, severity of it, but listen to this. There was a famine in the land of Israel. The head of a donkey was selling for 80 shekels of silver. And I know this is kind of... Uh, I don't know what you got in the oven right now, but it says, and dove's dung was selling for five shekels of silver. And that's not the worst of it, and I won't enlarge on that. And this desperate mother, she happened to see the king of Israel, and she cried out to him for help. And the words that she cried out are these words. She says, Help, my Lord, O King. She was going as high as she could possibly get. She was looking to the ultimate high office of the land for help. There was nobody higher than the king, except, of course, the God that they had ignored. And the king's response was this. He said, if the Lord does not help you, from where shall I get you help? And I've never been quite as desperate as this lady, but I have been in desperate situations before. Have you? And I'm going to give to you just uh, what I call my four prayer starters that I have memorized and I quote at least one of them every morning, most of the time all four of them. I'm not going to uh, read all of them, but I'm, I'm talking about help this morning. I'm talking about looking up to the highest power in the land. I want you to know this morning that when you call upon the Lord your God, the King of Israel, that you have called upon the highest name that has ever been given to men, and His name is Jesus. And we need to have the confidence in today's world that when we call, when I call on His name, I know that He answers me, that he hears me, and I know that my help is going to come. And I have four prayer starters that they help me every morning. The first one is the Lord's Prayer. My Father who art in heaven. My Father. I guarantee you, by the time you get through that particular those verses, I guarantee you, if you follow the model of that prayer, when you begin to exalt the name of Jesus, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy... You can't tell him how great he is. You can't even come close to allowing yourself to express how great and how magnificent he is. And that's just the beginning of it. By the time I get through with that, I am convinced that He is my Father in heaven. The second one, I, the second one of my prayer starters, these are my starters, okay, is uh, Psalm 23. The Lord, He is my shepherd. He is, I am part of His flock. And He is going to take care of me all through this day. And I will not look for another shepherd. I shall not want. Because He is going to take care of me. 
And then I go to Psalm 1. And I, trust me, I know that I am that man that Psalm 1 talks about. Blessed is the man that does not walk, but he delights himself in the law of the Lord. And I'm not going to rehearse that to you, but I guarantee you that if you really, really believe the words that you are praying and expressing to God, that you are going to be like that man planted by the river, bringing forth his fruit in his season, and everything that he touches is going to prosper. By the time I get, those are startups. And then I go to Psalm 121. And I know, I know He is my Heavenly Father, Sister Sarah. I know He is my shepherd. I know I am blessed because I believe in the law of the the book. I believe it. And then I know that when I need help, when I need help, I know that I can look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. See, I believe that my help comes from the Lord God, my King, that created the heaven and He created the earth. And when I call upon the name of Jesus, I have all His resources. That's why the writer of the book of Psalms, when he wrote Psalm 62 and 5, listen to this. He says, when I need help, I go to the rock of my salvation. My expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. I trust Him at all times, ye people. Pour your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. And Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, they all drank from the same spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ Jesus. He's following me. He is beside me. He is in front of me. He's all around me. And more importantly, He is in me. He is my shepherd. He is my heavenly father. He is my rock. Scriptures I read in Luke are also found in Matthew 24. The wording is a little bit different. Their words were, What shall the sign of thy coming end of the end of the world? I always love that, right? Whoa. There are three critical areas we need to look to this morning for help we all need. You're not strong enough, nor am I strong enough to live for God in the day that I live in and that you you live without knowing that there is going to be help when you reach that place that Brother Ali was talking about this morning. You're going to reach a place in this life and you're going to have to know with full confidence that when you call on the name of Jesus that He is your King, He is the Lord our God and our Savior. He is my rock of all ages. He does not change. He's the author. He's the finisher of my faith. I don't need to read today's headlines other than to say, God, we need your help. 
If you don't realize that, you're living in a, on a different planet than I do. Three areas we need help, and I want you, oh my goodness, number one is that Jesus said that if I be lifted up, we need to understand that there is only one Savior that is going to get us through this thing called life and is going to save our eternal soul. His name is Jesus. There is no other way. There is no other Savior. And there's only one way to get that salvation, and that is the message of the cross. Jesus said, that, He said, I must be lifted up. Like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, the bite of sin and rebellion was upon those people. God said, Moses, build a serpent out of brass, set it up, and when those fiery serpents come in and bite those people, if they will look to that serpent, they will recover and receive their healing. I want you to know that there has never been a place of healing like the cross. It's the cross that brings everything to us here. He said, if I be lifted up, he said, if I be lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto myself, not to some other God, but to the God that hung in human form on the cross. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw you to myself. I won't force you, but I'll draw you to me. Because until we understand the, who it was that hung on that cross, until you understand that, that it was not just merely a, a human being, but it was the invisible God that, that loved you so much that, that He took upon Himself human form and He gave His life on a place called Calvary and He allowed them to put Him on a cross. John 12 records this, 31 through 33. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. He said, and if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This, he said, signifying what death he should die. Jesus goes into more detail in John 3 as he's trying to explain to Nicodemus the necessity of being born again of the water and of the Spirit. Verses 13 through 16, Jesus said, Nicodemus, he said, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. In other words, he said, Nicodemus, the one that came down from heaven is the one standing here and telling you that you must be born again. He said, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He's drawing men. He's not forcing them. He's drawing us to the cross because it's only at the cross that we can witness and see the power of salvation in work because of the one that was hanging there. He gave his life willingly. Jesus lifted up. It works on two levels. He is our salvation on earth. And number two, because he overcame death and ascended, was lifted up into the heavens, so shall we also. 
You understand, while we're here on the earth, that we look to the cross because the Bible says it is the power of salvation to the one that believes. To those that perish, it is foolishness. But oh, to those that believe, it is the power of God's salvation toward humanity. Without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there is no remission. Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again without the shedding of blood. The Old Testament says there is no remission. Peter, we understand that when he preached the first message to the church, he opened the doors, he unlocked the key, he took that key and unlocked, amen, the message to the church, and he said, you must be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Why? Because you've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. The only way that you're going to be saved in this life is you have to, you have to be saved by the one that has been lifted up. We look to the cross. Amen. And of course, the new birth doesn't stop there. Bible tells us you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He breathed on them. And he says, receive ye the Holy Ghost, the breath of God inside of us, bringing us revival. That word power comes from the word dynamis, and we know that. But what you might not know is more than just dynamite. It actually refers to one's ability or capacity as in being able or capable of doing something. The word is infinite. In other words, as in whatever is required, that word power that comes from the Holy Ghost baptism, that word is infinite as in whatever is required, we will have the power to perform. That means that whatever you are challenged with today, that means whatever addictions that you have or have had in your past, that means whatever challenges that you have had, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive enough of a power experience from God to overcome whatever it is. There, there lies some of our problems is because we don't believe it. We, you know, yes, the evidence of the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost is speaking in another tongue, but oh, come on, friend. Talking in tongues is, is, might be the evidence, but I want you to know that there is a power when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost. It is meant for you to be a witness. A witness. That means that you have the power to overcome so that they can see Christ in you. Your hope of glory. Giving them a hope. I know old school, right? When came into the church, that and listen, I'm not discounting your experience. I'm just telling you from a witness standpoint that I never went through AA, AAA, quadruple A, whatever. God delivered me from. Drugs, alcohol, tobacco, immorality. God delivered me from those things and I never went back to them. And I never went through withdrawals. Was I challenged? You better believe I was. The first two years were 
the most challenging years I ever had in my life. But I want you to know that when, he, when I repented, that I made a vow. I made a covenant with God. I said, God, if you will give me the power to overcome this lifestyle, I will not go back to it. It takes... You've got to understand that it takes a made-up mind and you've got to depend on God. When I was tempted, and even today, I have to look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. It comes from my Lord, my God, the one that created the heavens and the earth. God knows we're going to need His help while here on earth. He understands that. Psalm 121. 120 begins what the song, what they say, the songs of degree, songs that sung by Israel as they would make their way to Jerusalem for their holidays. Psalm 120 is believed to be the song they sang as they left their homes. Can you imagine? We got in camp meetings, general conferences. Because of the times, don't hold a candle to what those people did when they went to Jerusalem. Up to a million or more caravans. They shut down the farms. In fact, God told them, he said, because they were concerned with thieves and robbers coming to their farms and taking over their houses, and he says, no, no, no. He says, when you come to Jerusalem to worship me, he says, I want you to know that there will not be a, not a, a seed taken from your field. I will protect them. You just have to be concerned with when you get there, you need to give me all of your worship and all of your praise, and I will take care of you. Then Psalm 121 was saying as they camped out under the stars and there under the darkness of the night with their tents, they reminded God that they needed His help and protection along the way, along life's journey. And so they wrote these words, I will lift my eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help. In other words, here was the people that were saying, Oh, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Oh, King, help me today. Help me tonight. Protect me today. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I got to look. You got to look up. It's time. We got to stop staring down at the headlines and we got to start making our own headlines and looking up. I want you to know the book of Acts is still being written, folks. God has not wrote us off. We're still writing the history book. You are in the book of Acts. We got to remember we're writing our own headlines of faith. Nobody's going to write my story. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Oh my goodness. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. When things get too hot, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The werewolves won't get you at the night time, is what they were saying. Don't worry, Johnny. Don't worry, Susie. Because we have looked under the hills. And I want you to know that the Lord your God, He is a mighty God. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. 
How's that, you know, how's that go, resist evil? But there's more to it. How's it go? Thank you, thank you, yeah. You don't, you, 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 you understand, you, you can't resist the enemy on your own. You are not big enough, you are not tough enough. But I can tell you one thing, that the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world, the one that covers my sins by the blood atonement, I want you to know that He is strong, that He has not lost any of His power, and that He changes not. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. If He died to save you, don't you know that He is fighting to preserve you? He saved us in his, the weakness of death. And now He lives forevermore. Do you not think that He is going to pull out all His resources to save your soul? He's still fighting for you. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. That's my helper. That's my helper. Acts 1 and 8, after he had told them that they would receive power, he said this, Luke records, and when they had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Two angels stood by, and they said, why are you gazing up into the heavens? Kind of a dumb question. They said this, the same Jesus this same Jesus is coming back in the clouds. This same Jesus. Now he sits on the throne of grace. Right? Hebrews 4, 14, 16. Seeing we have a high priest which has already ascended and passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith and cling tenaciously to our absolute trust in Him as Savior. For we have a high priest who is able to sympathize and understand my weakness and my temptations, one who has been tempted and knows exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us with privilege, I am an adopted son. He picked me out of the litter. He chose me. I'm an adopted son with privilege. He says, let us therefore approach the throne of grace. That's where he sits today. He's on that throne. It is not a throne of judgment yet. It is a throne of grace and of mercy and of love. He says, let therefore I have the privilege to approach that throne of grace with confidence, without fear. I failed you, God. That's all right, son. You're coming to the right place. You're looking to me for help in your time of need. That's what I'm here for today. I'm your high priest. with confidence, without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures 
and find His amazing grace to help in time of need. Humans are so messed up, right? We are. We're messed up a lot. We really are. We're like, sometimes we're just brain dead. Sometimes, you know anybody like that? Raise your hand if you know somebody like that. Look at all the hands go up. This guy, this person you're sitting next to, that person. You understand, is it, brother, brother Kelly, there is coming a day. Signs point to that day. The coming of the Lord. The end of the day of grace. But today is not that day. Today is the day of grace. And we as the church, we are the espoused bride. We are looking for perfection. We're trying to get there, but there are going to be times that, that we just need help. Help, O oh Lord. My king, do you really think that he's going to turn you down after everything that he went through? You think he's going to turn you down and say, I'm sorry, son, but I really don't have a time for you today. No. When you cry out, and with an understanding, with a knowledge of who it is that you're crying out to. I guarantee you, if your child cries out your name, come on now. Your child cries out your name. You know what you're going to do. You're going to be coming with all with six guns blazing. You're going to come and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to minister to that child's need. You're going to be there for him. You will even exchange your own life for him. Because when you hear your name called out by your child, Help, help, Lord. Just help today. That's all I'm at. I'm just, I need, I need, I need you to touch me today, God. I need the assurance. I need confidence, Lord. You've called me, God. You've called me. Brother Ollie, what am I even doing here? Preach anyway. What am I even doing here trying to pastor? I'm not capable of doing that. But I'm not dependent upon my power. I'm dependent on his power. And whatever he calls you to do, you've got to make absolutely positive. You've got to understand that what he calls you to do He's able to perform through you. And if he can, if he can do, if he can accomplish what he has in my life, and I'm not saying I'm anything great, I'm just telling you the absolute truth here. If God can move through my life as he has, then I guarantee you that he can move through anybody's life. As you stand with us today. And we gotta we gotta look, we, we gotta look up. It's time to look up. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. I would not have you be ignorant, brethren. You gotta be intelligent today. Gotta know the scriptures. Gotta know who he is. 
You've got to understand that he's coming back. And you must be born again. It's not an option. You've got to get on that ark. You've got to get on that ark. It's not an option of repentance, living a life of repentance. It's not an option of being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, that you have to have that blood atonement. You've got to have that blood applied to your life. You have to. And it's not an option whether or not you need His power giving you what you need to live for Him. I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others that have no hope. Lord, I, Lord, I need help today. I need to keep my eyes on the right thing because there's things going on. I, God, thank you that I'm not in Afghanistan today. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm... That my wife, my daughters aren't having to hide and isolate in their homes because the Taliban is now coming in, into town. Thank you, Jesus. Forget the car, forget the home. Thank you, Lord, that I can worship you in spirit and in truth this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your preservation of my life and my wife and my family. Thank you, Jesus. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. There will be a resurrection of the dead in Christ. They will come alive. They will break that dirt cover over their head. They will come out of that grave. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. You don't think that there's going to be a noise like the universe has never heard before? You ain't ever. I don't know where it ever records that God shouted. I'm telling you, when He shouts, it's going to be a one-time affair. with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Help, O oh Lord, my God, my King, my Savior, my Redeemer, my High Priest. He holds all the offices that you need. There, Sister Janie, he got it, he got it covered. He got it covered. There's nothing that will even surprise him. Well, he can't help me. Well, please don't get offended. The only reason he can't help you is because you're ignorant. You understand what I'm saying? I don't mean that to offend. I'm just saying, that. are you kidding? Come on, folks. He created. <laughs> Brother Steve, he created the heavens and the earth, right? He's got, he's got stars out there. He knows them all by name. 
and some of them are one billion light years away. He says, the sparrow don't fall out of the sky without me knowing it. I'm that big. He says, and don't you know that you're more valuable than the birds? He knows everything. He knows everything about you, and he still loves you, GK. Oh, boy. Now, that takes some real, that takes some real doing there. And you, you know what? You're just like me. You're just like me. He, okay. Brother Jake, he knows everything about you, and he still loves you. And he still loves but he knows it. Listen. We got to get our. We got to get this going in the right place. We got to get this in the right place. We got to understand it. They, jobs may disappear. You may not be able to pay your bills because of the situations that go on. Hello. We don't know what we're going to have to endure. What I do know is this. That whatever I have to endure, it's settled. Settled. But in the meantime, we keep seeking Him. We pray for an ongoing liberty and freedom that we right now have. That's why it's so important. It looks good here this morning, but I want you to know that it can't be a Sunday experience. You understand your relationship with God? It can't be a it can't be a Sunday experience. You gotta roll out of that bed on a Monday morning and you gotta have the joy of the Lord in your heart. And if you don't have it, you need to find it. You need to look. Wherefore comfort one of the another with these words. For comfort. For comfort. You're here this morning. Whatever your need is, whatever your need is, I know that he is well and he is able to minister to you, to you, to you, according to your faith. Don't tell me you got to have a truckload, okay? That's all you got to have right there. See, I'm the... All I'm doing this morning is I'm sowing seeds into your heart. That's all I'm doing. The condition of the heart is going to determine the potential of your faith. I've sowed it this morning. Let it find a place in your heart because who knows what God has stored for you? Who knows? Amen. We're going to invite you to come down to the front. Spend a couple of minutes, however long, and pray. If you need special prayer, if you need a healing, if you need a miracle, we're here to help pray with you here today. But if not, how about, how about we all just come and, and we give thanks to the Lord and it would do us no harm, no harm to pray for the soul of the people. You know the people of Afghanistan, they have a soul. You do know that, right? They got a soul. Would do you no harm to call upon your God and ask, Lord, please help, please help the innocent. Please help the children. You got children in the house of God today? You better be thankful. You better express to him that you're thankful. You better show to him that you're thankful. Would you come? You need a miracle? God's here today. He can do what you think is impossible. But to him, it's normal. There is no miracle in God. That's just normal operating. 
Hallelujah. Would you lift your hearts to Him this morning? If you need prayer, come right here to the front and we'll pray, pray with you. But let's just lift our hearts to Him today. Hallelujah. That's it. Let's lift our hearts to Him. Let's praise Him. Let's give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. 
just lift our hearts to him here for a minute just just wait on him here for just a moment man don't want to interrupt prayers going on over here, but we're going to ask Sister Reyes if she would dismiss us with a word of prayer. Amen. Lord willing, hope to see all of you back on Wednesday night. I believe Brother Colton is our teacher this coming Wednesday, so, and um, we will be having youth camp, right? Brother Jeff, will you be gone Wednesday? Great. Okay, so pray for our young, uh, our juniors that will be at camp. Lord will touch them, bless them, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Sister Marlene.
darkness, help us in. 